it, so call me back. Okay, love you. Party people! Yeah! Back again! The Grand Supreme! <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Dag, dag, deem. Back again. What song is that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a whoop. There it is. Whoop. There it is. Anyways, I don't know why I started the episode like that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Emotionally Online, the weekly slumber party for sharing guts and spilling secrets. I mixed those two words up. Hosted by yours truly, the one and only Maddie Drosbeck, the inventor of sleepovers. Don't Google that. What do they know? What the fuck does Google know? Dude, you can put anything on Google these days. What's up? How are we doing? Do you think I look tan and beautiful and gorgeous? Well, if you said yes, it's true. <laughs> I just got back from a little family vacation to the Caribbean. I went to St. Martin with my family for a week. Just got back. Honestly, I'm very happy to be back in New York. I love my little life here. It is so hard for me to be away from Mango for any duration of time. Which, I'm going to Europe for two weeks this summer, so I've never been away from her for that long. One week is hard, but yeah, being away from two weeks is going to be crazy. So anyways, it was a great little trip. I had been to St. Martin before on like cruises, just stopping for the day, but I'd never like actually stayed on the island and um, experienced it for all of what it is, and I really, really enjoyed it. My family's great. Traveling with my family is great. Don't get me wrong. I love them. A lot of my favorite vacations have been with them. Oh, but these people can be difficult to travel with. I'll be honest. And I'm not saying anything that I don't say to their faces. And you know what? Some of you are not going to like me for this one. But traveling with picky eaters is not fucking fun. <laughs> you know what i'm sorry to all the picky eaters in the universe that i'm saying you're shit to travel with but you are you're just not fun to travel with i'm sorry and you know what this is this is a, a fault of mine is that i have like very little empathy for picky eaters i understand that it's not your fault and that you're just you like what you like you don't like what you don't like you have a very specific palate and your palate just so happens to suck it's not your fault but i just can't I ha I get like in I get like irrationally angry at people that are picky eaters because I'm like, just fucking eat it like it's good I promise you it's delicious, and they're like no I want butter noodles and a cheeseburger I can't it literally it like just ignites like rage in the back of my skull, like you know when you just like you get mad and you feel something shoot up your spine, that's what picky eaters do to me I'm just like. I can't say it. I can't say it because it's rude and it's not your fault. But God damn it. Picky eaters do piss me off. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I'm the problem. You guys did nothing wrong. But you do piss me off. And a lot of my family members are picky eaters. And you know what? If you asked them, like, are you guys picky eaters? I'm sure that most of them would say, no, we're not picky eaters. And it's not my whole family. Like, my sister's not a picky eater. My dad's not really a picky eater either. But everyone else, you're not safe. You're not safe from this criticism, bitch, because you guys are picky eaters and you can say that you're not, 
but you are. And you know what? Really, the only person that I'm willing to defend here is my sister. I think that Morgan and I are actually like, we will try most things, anything really. Like when I travel, when I go someplace, I want to like go to all the best places, all the recommended spots. I want to order the items that I wouldn't order at home, whatever foods are like most commonly eaten and enjoyed wherever I'm staying. That's what I want to order. I want to like branch out, try different things. And I feel like my sister's probably the only one that is similar in that regard. I think my whole life, my family was always like, they ate Italian, American, and Chinese. That's it. They won't eat Mexican food. They won't eat Thai food. They won't eat sushi. Nothing. Okay. They want to eat cheeseburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, and chicken fried rice. That's it. (laughs) They want chicken, broccoli, and garlic sauce, and a couple crab ragoons. That's as good as we're gonna get. Okay. I can't. It's like I, 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 I didn't realize how much I was missing out on until I moved to New York and in college experimented with so many other foods because I feel like, I mean, I, I was never as bad as my family was, let's be clear about that. I always ate Mexican food. I always liked sushi. There were things that I would eat with my friends that we just would never eat at home. We would never go to restaurants that I would have that type of food. But there were so many kinds of food that I just had never tried until I moved to New York because my family just never ate any kind of, you know, if it wasn't Italian or American, we probably weren't eating it. And if it was a Sunday, we were ordering Chinese food. Like that was how it was in my house because they're all just so fucking picky. They'll tell you they're not though. They'll tell you that they have like, I don't know, like things they like to stick to. Or I'll be like, you guys are picky eaters. And they'll be like, well, we like clams. Would picky eaters like clams and lobster? And it's like, okay, well, maybe not. Maybe you guys aren't like the pickiest people on the face of the planet. But you have like three food groups that you eat. I think that that's that's their like cop out of being like, we're not picky eaters because they grew up in New England. So they like seafood. So they're like, oh, I like seafood. Fuck it. I'm crazy. I ate clams. Like I, I, that makes me like, I'm like, no, you guys aren't experiencing even a fraction of what you could be experiencing food wise. Traveling with picky eaters just sends me. And you know what? You know who was in charge of making the dinner reservations on this trip? Me. Okay. I was asked to make the dinner reservations for this trip. So I booked us a dinner at a new amazing, well-researched restaurant every night of the trip. The meals were delicious. I had a great time at the restaurants that I booked. And these people, they're like looking up the menus before we go, like two hours before be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat anything here. It looks a little crazy. Like we got to order, we got to, you know, pick up some boxes of mac and cheese at the grocery store so we can have them later. I'm like, you guys are so annoying. And then we get there. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. They actually enjoy their meals after they spend the last two and a half hours complaining about how they weren't going to like it. and It was going to suck. They don't like French food. They don't like whatever. And I'm like, you do know you're not you're not in the States, right? Like you're you're on an island that is half French and half Dutch. 
which is like French food isn't even that fucking crazy. It's like, oh, whatever. I can't. I can't with big eaters. Always got something to say. So that's my beef with my family. My second order of beef with my family. And I said both of these things to them on the trip. Just so no one's like, oh, she she's talking shit on her family. This isn't me talking shit on my family, okay? I said this to their face, too. And I told them I was taking notes about them on my phone so that I could talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> but the other thing that they do on vacations that just sends me is they... None of these people have any awareness of how they are in public spaces. And I feel like always aware of like when I'm out in public and there's people nearby, I am like constantly like making sure that I don't offend or irritate anybody. My family, everyone's loud. We all have loud voices. Like it's, it's just the way that it is. So whenever we're out at dinner, I feel like sometimes I become like so hyper aware of how loud they're being. And I'm like, we're literally, we're all screaming. We're screaming at the table. We're not fighting. We're just, we, we talk so fucking loud all the time. And I'm like looking around, people are staring at us. I'm like, guys, quiet your fucking voice. Also, everyone in my family has like a a potty mouth. So we're swearing every four words and we're loud. Everyone's looking over. I'm like, guys, we need to settle down. And they also just like, they'll say things that you're like, you can't say that here. Like we're in a restaurant. We're at an Italian restaurant on the trip. Yeah, I did book them an Italian restaurant. We're at an Italian restaurant on the trip. And my brother was talking about how he couldn't order fettuccine, like the pasta shape, nothing about like uh, uh, the pasta, like dish flavor, but the shape he couldn't order fettuccine because he threw it up once. And I'm like, you cannot say the words throw up in a restaurant. It's like saying bomb on a plane. You just can't say that. You're like in the middle of a restaurant being like, yeah, one time I threw up while eating fettuccine. You can't say that in a restaurant. You just fucking can't. And so I'm cringing being like, guys, stop fucking talking. (laughs) Because I feel so aware of it. I'm just like, oh my God. It's funny. I won't lie. I'm laughing while this is happening. I did write it in my phone notes immediately because I was like, that's fucking funny. But also, I'm cringing. (laughs) So it was a really fun trip. I had a nice time. St. Martin is a wonderful place. Beautiful island. Ocean was amazing. Food was great, in my opinion. Um, And yeah, I had a wonderful little vacation with my loud dysfunctional family that I love deeply and dearly so it was fun my sister didn't go she couldn't she's in college she's like senior year got important things to do so she didn't come which uh, vacations are never as fun if my sister's not there Morgan love you Bessie she's not watching (laughs) so I think that's all the life updates I have for you guys so I'm gonna hop into some audience submissions if you don't know there's a submission box for the show that is available in the description of each of the YouTube videos and the podcast Instagram. So if you would like to submit your stories, your drama, requests for advice, if you just want to vent a little bit, share some secrets, spill your guts, you can do so in the submission box. So I pulled a few that I thought were pretty interesting and then 
after this, we'll hop into some Love Island Week 6 recap, which we have so much to talk about, as we do every week. The season's fucking good. It is fucking good. But before I even get started on that, let's go through these audience submissions. This submission I have thought about a lot since I first read it, so I wanted to talk about it on the show because I think it requires an interesting answer. And I'm also interested to hear what you guys think about this because I have mixed feelings myself. They wrote, Hi Maddie, I'm currently dating a guy and things are slowly becoming more and more serious. Everything is going great except that he said to me that he does not like to eat women out and so far he hasn't. I've asked him about it multiple times after sex, explaining that I really like it and it is one of the best ways to make me climax. And he always says next time, but he never does. He also says that it is okay as long as the woman isn't super wet. And I thought to myself, but if she isn't, you're doing something wrong. I really don't want to pressure him into doing something he does not want to do. And even if he'd agree to do it just to do me a favor, I don't think I could enjoy it knowing he doesn't enjoy it. I am a really sensual and sexual person, and this is very important to me. I can't imagine never being eaten out again in my entire life, but at the same time, it does not seem like a valid reason to end things. We really click otherwise. Any advice? My, like, gut reaction. I went through, like, the eight stages of grief while reading this message. (laughs) Is it eight or is it seven? Whatever. I went through a bunch of different phases while reading this. Because first, when you get to the first sentence, and it's like, everything is going great, except that he said to me that he does not like to eat women out. And I go, (gasps) my like immediate reaction is to go, oh, no. (laughs) Because, yeah, it would just, that would be a real issue for me personally. Me personally, I do like to have my jimmies rustled up, if you know what I'm saying. All right, I don't know what's going on. That would be an issue for me personally. (laughs) But then I get, I get over the initial reaction of like, whoa. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, let's actually, let's be adults here. Let's have a mature conversation about this. But beyond just being like, no head. (laughs) Which is my first reaction. (laughs) So after I get past that part of it and I'm like, okay, be adult, be an adult, sit down, think about it. We get to the next phase of reacting to this message, which is to to say that it is fine to not want to do something in sex the same way that it is fine to really want something in sex and say that it is important to you. So it's fine that he doesn't want to go down on his partners during sex But it's also fine for you to say, well, that's really important to me and I want to be with someone who is comfortable with that. I think that like everybody has different boundaries, different things they're comfortable with, different things they need in order to feel sexual satisfaction, how important that is to someone in a relationship getting exactly what, you know, it's different from person to person, right? Like I I think that I will sit here and tell you, like, for me, oral is so important, but penetration, not so much. If someone looked at me and was like, I never want to do penetrative sex, I think I would kind of be like, okay. (laughs) I'd be like, "Hmm, all right, well, that's fine. I'm not going to, it's okay. You know, it's not that I don't like penetration, but then it's like, I'll just use a vibrator. A dildo, it's fine. I wouldn't care. But oral is like, even with 
like suction toys and stuff, that to me is like a different sensation. The sensation of oral is like so specific and unique. Nothing can replicate it. And it's, it is, I, similarly to you, it is the best way to make me orgasm. It's sexiest to me. It feels the best to me. And it is a very important part of my sex life. And I do want to be with a partner who uh, is an enjoyer of oral sex. Because I'm also an enjoyer of oral sex. (laughs) Giving and receiving. Okay? I'm not stingy. (laughs) I give and I receive. And I enjoy both. Um, But that is important to me. So it's like different people prioritize and care about different things in sex. It's fine however you feel. And it's fine if someone isn't comfortable engaging in something you just have to look inwards towards yourself and ask yourself like how important is that to you is it something that is going to create disconnection in your relationship dissatisfaction building up of resentment I think for me that's where it would go where I would feel like if especially if they expected me to go down on them but they're never going to go down on me I'd be like that I would grow to resent that person pretty quickly actually I think it would take me one day (laughs) to not like them anymore so it's all gonna be up to you what I will say though the only part of this message that made me go hmm I really don't like that is when you said that they said that it's okay as long as the woman isn't super wet And you thought to yourself, but if she isn't, then you're doing something wrong. And my reaction to reading that was to be like, I really don't like that. I think it's because it triggers a part of me that always gets mad when men have like anything critical to say about women's bodies doing what a woman's body is supposed to do. It's like, I felt the same way that I do when men talk about like periods being gross and things like that, where I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. You're gross for saying that it's gross. (laughs) Like there is something fucked up to me about saying that you find a woman being lubricated to be a bad thing or that you don't want that. You find it gross or unattractive that you don't want to go down on a woman that is lubricated I don't think that anyone should be saying that about something that is like a natural and expected bodily function and reaction that we can't no one can control that like if you are having sex with your partner and they're wet great (laughs) you know like bodies do what bodies do and that makes sex more enjoyable if you are a vagina haver okay so there's something that does not sit right with me of like any any man having any type of criticism for a woman's body's natural functions um it just makes me feel icky I don't like it so I just wanted to quickly add in here that There are a lot of different reasons why someone might be uncomfortable with oral sex. Yes, I'm a douchebag who thinks women's bodily functions are gross is one option, but there are other options as well. Maybe it's a sensory thing. Maybe they have trauma associated with giving oral 
whatever it is. I think that more than anything else, this is grounds for a deeper conversation. I feel like there needs to be more understanding here for the why so that you guys can come to an understanding that works for the both of you, that you can experiment in a way that feels safe and comfortable for both of you. If it is a situation of like, I'm a douchebag who thinks women's bodies are gross, then I said what I said. But if it's a different situation like that and it's more nuanced, I think that like there are ways to work through that as partners, as a couple to, you know, just establish a oral routine of what oral looks like for you guys that is enjoyable for both of you, that is maybe different than what you've experienced in previous relationships, but is still enjoyable nonetheless. Um, obviously I, I won't, I don't know your specific situation. I'm just trying to answer for every possible situation my brain can think up. So whatever it is, I wish you luck in figuring this out. If they're a douchebag, I say dump them. (laughs) That's it. I thought that was an interesting submission because I had so many different reactions. It was like the initial reaction the like pulled back reaction and then the, well, wait a minute, (laughs) what's that all about reaction? Because yeah, there were some layers of that message, (laughs) but that's why I enjoyed it so much. I was really thinking, I was stirring up up here when I read that. So yeah, I don't know. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that one in the comments because it's interesting one. So anyways, moving on here. Hello. I am so grateful to have a means to ask you this question. Like so many people who watch your channel, your vulnerability and confidence have been massively influential in my recovery from the brain worms that are diet culture and internalized fat phobia. Even when I was a member of the itty bitty titty community committee committee, I just had to add another itty. (laughs) I hated wearing bras, just not for me, but I felt so much pressure to be modest that I tried my best to conform. So when I gained weight and got this goddess figure, I felt even more pressure to get the girls confined. I cannot emphasize enough how much I hate wearing bras. I don't even like the way my boobs look in them. I feel like they are suffocating me, but I forced myself to be uncomfortable every day for so long. I felt like I had no choice. It makes me so sad for my former self. One of the first videos I saw on your channel was the two years of not wearing bras video and I felt so empowered. I have been braless for about a year now and cannot imagine going back, but there is a phenomenon that happens all the time. and makes my skin boil. People, all kinds and all settings stare at my boobs with varying degrees of malintent. From nurses at the doctor's office to my female bosses to cashiers at the grocery store, their eyes are magnetized to my chest. It is fucking ridiculous how little decorum people have because really, what do they expect me to do? I can't just leave them at home when I go out. Maybe it is such a pervasive issue because I live in the deep red Christian South now. Don't even get me started. We are so far behind in terms of expected standards of basic human decency. It is depressing. So maybe when in the future I move somewhere more progressive, it will be better, but my poor heart is struggling in the present with the social stigma of having a body do you have any advice how do I handle the heat you know it is and I was thinking about this today actually because I was walking down the street and there was a man that was walking by who his eyes were glued to my chest the entire time I was walking and I like walked past him and I was like 
like, do you not have any fucking shame? <laughs> Just like staring like that. And I catch people looking at me like that from time to time. It's definitely not that often, but and it's usually men. I don't I don't know that I find women lasering in on my tits like that. Sometimes it's like, you know, I catch people taking glances, which that's fine. If you want to take a glance, take a glance. All right. I would be taking glances, too, if I wasn't in this body. OK, I've got great boobs. But there's a difference between like lovingly admiring a great set of boobs and like being a weirdo or being a hater. <laughs> and I feel like I don't know that I've experienced the hater shit in person. I definitely have online. I think particularly from older older people online. I I have one specific memory of my mom posting a photo of my sister and I on Facebook. It was like in 2016 and my sister and I went to Boston Calling Music Festival together and my mom posted a photo of us at the festival and some woman was in her comments all up in arms that she allowed my sister and I to go out dressed the way that we were and there's been like multiple moments in my life where I've had adults comment on my chest specifically and like how inappropriate it is that I wear certain things with the chest that I have. Funny enough, I actually don't think that I've ever had anyone comment on the fact that I don't wear bras and how that's inappropriate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting something. But I don't think so. Or you know what? There was an incident where someone was a hater, but I was wearing a bathing suit. I was at... um a water park it was like a theme park water park I want to say it was like last summer and I was wearing shorts and a bathing suit top while I was walking around we were in line for something and we're like in the queue and the woman walking on the other side um she like scoffed at me and whispered something under her breath and I immediately heard her it was like oh so disgusting or something like that she was giving me like she was looking at my chest like looking at me, giving me a dirty look. And I was like, it was so obvious that she was talking about me. And I had like never experienced someone being like a stranger, being a fucking hater like that because I have tits at a water park. Fuck you like that before. And I really, I don't, it, it more to me, like I feel embarrassed for those people. I think it is like such a weird, a weirdo move to be concerned about like the modesty of someone else's chest. I also am just like not that kind of bitch. And to be honest, I was not raised by a mother who's that kind of bitch. My mom is hot as fuck and she's been tits out my whole life. So I feel like I have never been that concerned with what other people thought of what my chest looks like because I have always looked up to very beautiful extravagant women I think a lot of my like um you know my cousins my great aunts my grandmother like I I just feel like all of the women in my family a lot of the women in my family are women that are like big tittied and proud (laughs) and so I just I really never I dealt with quite a bit of body shaming growing up but I never dealt with slut shaming 
And so I think that I probably feel a, a more of a comfort and more of a reaction of like, well, that's embarrassing that someone else would treat me like that when people act like that than most people would because my family and like any adult that I was close to growing up never like slut shamed me for having big boobs ever in my life. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been like strangers on the internet and that one lady in person that have reacted like that. And I, I stopped work. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scared the fuck out of myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I stopped wearing bras in January of 2019. It was an accident. I never like set out with the intention to stop wearing bras, but it just kind of happened. I always hated bras. I found them so uncomfortable. I felt like I could never find one that really fit me perfectly. And they just felt like useless a lot of the time. Like because my boobs are like big and round, (laughs) bras don't like make my boobs look any different. You know, like it looks the same. When I'm wearing a shirt like this, like I could be wearing a bra right now. Somebody's going to disagree with me in the comments, but I just feel like it doesn't change the look at all. I look the same whether I'm wearing a bra or not. The only time it makes a difference is like if I'm wearing like a push up bra and I'm trying to bring the girlies up, which I also don't give a fuck about. So I'm like, I just don't think it looks any different. <laughs> and you know what? I-, I think that most of the time people don't notice somebody's going to disagree with me in the comments right now, but I feel like most of the time people don't realize that I don't wear bras because I used to be asked all the time. Like I, I had a full-time job, two full-time jobs, um, before I was a YouTuber full-time and I never wore a bra to either of those jobs. And I remember like being out with my coworkers and then being like, what strapless bra do you wear? Because I'm be like wearing spaghetti strap tops. They'd be like, what strapless bra do you wear? It looks so good. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> I don't wear bras. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I remember being there being like, wow, maybe that's why I haven't like had anyone yell at me is because you people think I'm wearing a bra. They just like think I'm wearing a strapless bra. No, these are just my titties. Until you notice that I have hard nipples. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but... So I don't know. I feel like you can't really tell unless you're studying me. And if you're studying my tits like that, I'm kind of like, well, perhaps you've already crossed a line in doing that. Like, why are you studying my tits? (laughs) Like, I just feel like there's always a way to turn it around on the other person. Like anytime someone has anything to say about you having tits out, It's so easy to be like, well, why are you fucking looking at them? (laughs) You're such a weirdo. Like, why are you staring at my boobs? (laughs) So, yeah, I stopped wearing them fucking January of 2019. It was my, like, final winter break of college, and I was at home for the entire winter break. And then I went on a girl's trip to Orlando with my friends. And I was like, I'm not going to wear a bra this entire time. Cause I have nothing to do. I'm just going to be sitting by a pool in a bathing suit or sitting at home on the couch, watching TV and movies. Like I had nothing on the to do besides relaxing for the entire month of January for my last winter break of college. And 
after that month, I was like, well, why would I ever go back to wearing bras again? Because it's more comfortable for me. I don't visibly notice a difference when I'm not wearing bras. In fact, I like the way that it looks because I do like being able to see my nipples through my shirt if they're hard. (laughs) I think it's cute and it's sexy and it just makes me feel freer and more like connected to my body, more sensual. Like I just, I love not wearing bras. I love it. And it just stuck after that. And I haven't, I don't wear bras now. If, if I wear a bra, first of all, I don't own any underwire bras. I own bralettes that I either wear as tops. So it's like, I'm wearing a bralette as a shirt. That is my outfit. Or I'm wearing like a crop top or something that if I lift my arms up my boobs would peek out the bottom and so we've just gotta you know pop a little bralette on so that I'm not like just like boobs out in the middle of a stop and shop as I'm you know reaching up to grab something from the top shelf (laughs) can't say it hasn't happened before (laughs) so yeah, now bras are not any any usage of a bra now is more for fun, for love of the game, <laughs> or or for like a a real purpose, aka not flashing people when I wear crop tops. But like in something like this, in a sweater vest, like yeah, no, I'm completely braless. We're going raw dogged under here, and I, I I've just found it to be so much more comfortable. I had way more pain in my back and in my boobs themselves before I stopped wearing bras. Like I used to have super, I still do have super sensitive nipples. Don't get me wrong. Pretty sure I've said that before. Like anytime anybody during sex wants to like bite my nipples, I feel like decking them across the face. Do not bite my nipples. Do not. It hurts. That sucks. I hate it. It's not sexy. I want to fucking kill you. But before I stopped wearing bras, I used to have like super sensitive nipples where like to the touch, they would like almost ache. Like they, it hurt to even like graze my nipple beforehand. I would sleep in bras. This is what you guys don't understand about me. Before I stopped wearing bras, I was someone that wore bras 24 seven from the time I started wearing bras when I was like 12 years old to being 21, 22 years old, however old I was in January of 2019, to stop wearing bras, I slept in them. I wore them 24-7 because to not wear one hurt. It was uncomfortable. It hurt my back and it hurt my nipples. I needed to have like something pressed up against my nipples at all times so that nothing could graze over it um, because they would ache. And I also felt like if, if they were if my boobs weren't lifted and the weight was like, cause my nipples are on the bottom of my boobs. So I felt like that had something to do with it as well. Where like the weight of my boob is falling on my nipple since they point down. And I felt like that made them more sensitive as well. Anyways, none of that happens to me anymore. It doesn't hurt my back. I don't have any sensitivity, any like increased or like insane painful sensitivity to my nipples unless someone's like actually fucking biting me (laughs) um it all just went away because when you stop wearing bras 
your the muscle strengthens and it does relieve some of the pain that you might have been feeling before. I know some people don't feel that way. Like other people with boobs bigger than mine, same size as me. Even some people with smaller boobs than me don't feel the way that I feel. I don't even really know what size my boobs are, to be honest. I think I recently, I ordered a bathing suit or no, I ordered lingerie recently that was, I believe a 44H. So I think that's my bra size, but I don't know because I don't wear bras. So how the fuck would I know? But that lingerie did fit well and it was a 44H. So maybe that's my bra size. So anyways, I know people that have my size boobs, bigger, even smaller, that like they're like, I can't go without a bra because it hurts my back too much. People's bodies are different, right? So like some people, it really hurts. And then other people is like, I don't know, someone like me where it's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. I don't feel anything. Actually hurt more when I was wearing bras. (laughs) So I don't know. It's different for everyone, but back to your question. I'm getting off topic here. Um, I feel like I just really do look, I think so lowly of people who do slut shame or sexualize boobs to that level that they're mad that women are choosing to not wear bras or cover up all the time. I think I truly, I think so lowly of people like that that I don't, I just don't think that I am very impacted by their opinions or if I had noticed people staring since it is usually men being gross and not people being haters. Usually my reaction to catching people stare is more of like a concern for my safety, (laughs) depending on where I am and who's around me. Um, and that one time when the lady was being a hater, I think my reaction was just like of pure shock that like a grown woman was so up in arms over boobs. It makes me sad, honestly, to see like grown people so like deeply uncomfortable with a body part that they also have. It like to me just makes me feel like, wow, if this is how up in arms you are about my body, like I can't imagine the kinds of ways that you talk to yourself about your body and like the ways that you're allowed to present or not present you, your body. Like I just, it makes me feel sad for them. And ultimately I just, I think very lowly of people that um, are super judgmental and slut shamey like that. So I really don't value their opinions in any which way. You can be a hater all you want. I'm still the one that has big titties. Eh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Listen, people pay for what I got naturally. You motherfucker. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I just feel like viewing boobs, particularly big boobs, as being like such a like oh cover those things up put them away oh dear god dear heavens like it's just it's fucking archaic to me it's like what year is it you're afraid of boobs you're afraid of some nipples some neep knops come on that's so embarrassing (laughs) like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do with your body trust me you do not need to worry about mine me and my titties are doing fantastically over here. If my nipples are such a distraction to you, like, that's your problem, not mine. I'm sorry. 
And you know what? If you want to take a look, you can take a look. I'll admit they're great boobs. I look at them all day. Are you kidding? I get to see myself, these boobs, in all their glory every day of my life. I understand how great they are. Take a look. Okay? Just know that if you're going to be a hater after you've taken that look, I can't do anything for you. You're just going to be stuck in that bad energy on your own. Okay? And I'm going to have the big boobs supplying me with all the joy in the world because I have big, beautiful boobs. Okay? So if you're going to be a hater, just know that you're the only one that gets impacted by that. Because I have big boobs. (laughs) You stupid bitch. (laughs) Also, I just feel like I've been very much on the free the nipple wave since I was able to be on the free the nipple wave. (laughs) So, yeah, I just really don't care. (laughs) So, so yeah, I feel like although I've definitely not had... A ton of experience where people are like staring at me because they're being haters. I feel like most of the time people are staring because they're either admiring or being creepy. Admiring is fine. Being creepy is like weird. But some people will literally be like lasered in on your boobs. And I've even had people be like, like you can see on their face that they're looking and they're having some type of reaction. Like creepy dudes being like, And that's not okay. That's like, that annoys the fuck out of me. Cause that's like scary when people do shit like that. Like if you're going to enjoy my boobs, just like enjoy them like a normal person, (laughs) you know? So usually my experiences in New York are like that. Not necessarily people being haters, although it has happened. Um, so I think my advice is just to like, remember that those people are the embarrassing ones and that, like, there's nothing inherently inappropriate about a boob <laughs> and having big boobs. Like, somebody else sexualizing you is, like, simply not your problem. It's none of your business. That's their own discomfort. And, like, they can sit in that on their own at the end of the day. You're the one that's gifted with big, beautiful titties. So, and just soak that up. <laughs> All right, mate. You know what fucking time it is. (laughs) Week six of Love Island UK, baby. Oi, 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 oi. Okay. We're in the aftermath of Casa More Babes. Here we go. Let's get into it. You've got no idea what's coming for you, babes. Okay, I'm doing really bad today. It's because I'm so hungry. I'm starving absolutely starving the same way they must be on love island since they never fucking eat on that show that's actually this is a question that i have for the producers is like i know that they obviously they're feeding these people and they don't film while they're eating but i'm like what if some drama happens while they're eating like did they like hold all of them at gunpoint and force them to sit six feet apart from each other like do not feed do not speak to each other eat your fucking meal and don't speak because what if some juice happens and they're not filming right like I don't understand why they wouldn't just feed them on camera it's probably some like bullshit hot people don't eat illusion they're trying to create somehow this connects to fat phobia (laughs) don't worry I'll find the link (laughs) 
It was like, why don't these people fucking eat? Occasionally they'll like go get a snack. And I never know what they're eating. They're just like munching away on something. I'm like, what are you eating? You guys have food in there? What are they feeding you? <gasps> what do you think they're feeding them in there? <laughs> What's on the menu? As a Love Island cast member, someone that's been in the house, tell me right now. I just don't get it because they're like, okay, you're on your own for breakfast. You guys got to make your own breakfasts and we'll give you some random snacks that we can never really tell what you're eating. But lunch and dinner is a mystery. When does it happen? What are the rules? Why can't they put that on camera? Like, do you expect me to believe that these people are operating off of one slice of avocado toast for the entire day? Come on. <laughs> okay. Anyways, week six. Here we go. All right. We're in the aftermath of Casa Moore. We ended last week with with Sammy, Jesse, and Claudia getting lunch with the Casa girls. Jesse's crying. She's so upset. Tom saying that everything is out of character for him and whatever else happened. If the drama is intense vibes in the aftermath of Casa Moore, obviously everyone is talking about all of the cheating that went on. The girls are talking in, you know, groups with each other about Will and Tom and trying to comfort Jesse in like what she's going through and like, how could he do this to you? Yada, yada, yada comforting their bestie but I find it so uncomfortable the contrast of the girls talking about how awful these boys are while Tanya is sitting in the circle with them knowing that she did the same exact thing like the contrast is just a little too stark for me and also Tanya seems to be completely unaware of the fact that she is the same as them. Cause she will chime in and be like, yeah, he's crazy for that vibes. Like he shouldn't have done that. Whatever the fuck else she says. I don't think she's ever said that ever, but like she'll chime in in agreement when talking about how these boys behaved in ways that is totally out of line. And it's like, but you know that you did the same thing, right? You know that you are also in that belt, right? And I just, why it is pissing me off how, like, none of the girls have really truly, like, called her out and been like, okay, enough. Stop agreeing. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you did the same shit. I just wish someone would because it's, it's as a viewer, that's all I can think of. Where I'm like, how is she even involved in this conversation? And then they'll get to talking about Tanya and Tanya's shit. And she'll start going off on how Shaq needs to change. Like she'll just start, you know, shitting on Shaq and being like, you know, essentially blaming him for the fact that she brought another guy back and kissed him being like, well, things are on the rocks because Shaq was annoying and this, that, whatever. And he needs to change if we're ever going to get back together. And it's like, how are you swinging this so that you're not the one in the wrong? I really do not like her at this point. Like, ugh. I just feel like she's behaving honestly, perhaps even shadier than the men are. And it feels like no one's calling her out for it. <laughs> and it feels like nobody is even like really, truly giving a shit. So I don't really get that. But you know what I will say? 
as Lana was the only one who even said a minor ounce of something to Tanya when she was talking about her situation with Shaq and complaining about him being like, Shaq needs to change. Lana was like, just playing devil's advocate here, but you're in the wrong. (laughs) And I was like, that was like such a Lana way to put it. I was like, um, just like devil's advocate over here, not saying that this is like the truth or what I think, but like you're in the wrong. (laughs) I was like, can we get... Like, where the fuck is Zara? Because I just feel like she would have been giving us what needed to be given right now. Like, there's just nobody that's super outspoken this season. That's my only beef. Like, we really don't have any Ekansus or any Ambers or Moras or Annas. Like, this is why season five is the best. Because season five has Amber, Mora, and Anna. You just can't get better. Three bad bitches in one season. But we just don't have any, like, super outspoken person this season who, like, would put people in their place. I feel like most of these people are just, like, yes men. Um, so that's the annoying part of watching because I'm like, I know none of you are going to call her out. I think Zara would have, actually. Even though I know that when Zara got eliminated, I was like, people are putting her in the same pedestal as Ekansu. It's like, what are you talking about, babes? Which I still agree with. But I think with time, if Zara was on the show for longer, we might have seen her Ekansu arc. Nobody's an Ekansu. Ekansu is in a league of her own. But like if if she was on the show longer, maybe I would see her. I think she had the potential to be someone like that. She was very like blunt. She would say exactly what she was thinking. But who knows? I don't know. I just wish there was someone who would call people out in there. Jesse and Will are still having chats, lots of crying. Jesse is like crushing me this entire time being like, how could you play two women? Like, how can I ever trust you now? And while they're having this conversation, Will decides it's a great time to be like, I'm falling in love with you, which like, this is so disappointing because I so liked Will at the start. Honestly, I wish that... Jesse would leave Will. I feel like if she did, I would be like, give her the 50K. I know I've already said give her the 50K, but if she's going to go back to Will, it's like, well, we can't give her the 50K, but that means that we're going to have to give Will the 50K. <sighs> but I would love it if Jesse dumped him and then we could give her the 50K somehow. <laughs> I say we as if I have any stake in this. I can't vote. I'm not a part of the British public, but I'm saying all of this on a public forum so you guys know exactly where I stand all the Brits that watch this show you better be representing my views in the boats (laughs) Casey and Claudia have a chat she's mad because he told two girls the same exact thing which I understand even if it is early days like it doesn't feel good to find out that the guy that you're seeing has been hitting on another woman using all of the same exact lines and moves and shit like that's not nice that does not feel good regardless of if it's been a few days a week a month of knowing each other however long amount of time like it's yeah I get that that's not good and then the Casa girls started calling Ron an instigator which I was surprised that they said that because I felt like I didn't see that Maybe I 
I just have my rose-colored glasses on with Ron because I'm... Why am I turning into the Ron defense squad? Like, maybe everyone else was being so bad in Casa that I didn't pick up on the fact that Ron was egging them on, but I really didn't notice that. Like, I felt like I, I definitely remember Ron giving, like, you know, advice or being like, you got to really think or whatever, but it was the same shit that everyone else was doing, right? Like, everyone was having those conversations being like, you've got to you know, debate, explore your options, whatever. Like, I just feel like everyone was saying stuff like that. So I don't know that I would say that Ron was an instigator. Not in the way that Jake was in season seven. Jake, season seven, Jake in Casa, he was an instigator, like actually. But I don't know that I would say that Ron was, or maybe I'm just remembering it differently since I'm the captain of the Ron defense squad now. Tom and Sammy have a talk. Sammy's mad because Tom downplayed what happened in Casa and continued to like cuddle and kiss her in bed last night and proceed as if he had told her the whole truth. And Tom is like sweating. Like he's, he definitely likes Sammy because he seems to be like very panicked at the prospect of Sammy leaving him, which I'm like, I, why are you so stupid? Like, why do you have no idea what consequences are? And suddenly it like the possibility of the girl that you've been dating being like, you know what? Fuck you. All of a sudden you're like, wait, I care. What do you mean? And Ron called Tom a donut in a confessional, (laughs) which maybe this is why I like Ron. Also, I feel like Americans need words like that. Like, we don't have any good slang words like that. Donut. Like, I would love... If I called someone a donut, I would get bullied. (laughs) If I called someone a donut, do you know my friends would immediately be like, Oh, okay, Gordon Ramsay. Like, I just don't think I could get away with it. I think if I said it, I'd immediately get roasted. But I feel like, guys, let's be serious. Let's have a sit-down chat. We need better words to bully people with. And I just feel like donut is a good one. Calling someone a donut, it makes so much sense. Like, British people just have way better slang. You guys have a way with words. You're fucking poets over there. And we have nothing over here in America. (laughs) So I'm just saying, that was my pitch to start using donut regularly in American English. Martin ends up going to confront Tanya and essentially says to her in what I thought was an extremely reasonable way that he was uncomfortable with the situation and felt like uncomfortable with the amount of uncertainty that was going on where he was like, well, I know that, you know, it's pretty obvious that you're still interested in Shaq and are exploring things with him, but I feel like I'm not getting anything from you. And it feels like you have already like shut off the idea of you and I being a thing and have dedicated all your time to Shaq. And so I just need, I need you to tell me what's going on and like, give me an update here because I feel uncomfortable with the way things are right now. And Tanya was so fucking dismissive of him. It it made me so mad because I was like, I don't know. I'm not on fucking Twitter, so I don't know what people are saying, but my gut reaction was to be like, oh my God, the way that she was treating Martin on top of the way that she was treating Shaq. I was like, why is Tanya the Jax of season nine? 
like it's a different level of disrespect that I feel like is coming from Tanya right now. Like when she was so dismissive of Martin, who was being super reasonable and expressing his emotions. I'm like, she wants to be the victim so fucking bad. And she was like, I don't forget. I don't remember what exactly she was saying to him, but it was like, she clearly felt like she was entitled to figuring out how she feels at the expense of other people's feelings. Like it's sort of like the whole world revolves around her where she's then getting mad at Martin for being uncomfortable or wanting more answers. Cause she's like, I don't have answers for you. Like I can't give you everything. I don't, I don't know yet. I'm still figuring it out. She's being so rude to him while she's saying all this shit. And I was just like, what what the fuck tom ends up writing sammy a corny fucking poem to respond and i'm like i don't know how i'm supposed to react to this and sammy was like oh my god nobody's ever done anything that nice for me in my life (laughs) which i was like really (laughs) it's like the thought is sweet but i mean the poem sucked and it was really cringe and also my beef oh okay hold on let me tell you exactly what happens next because i feel the same way both about both of these things then will professes his love to jesse on the terrace and like gets everyone to help out where like every single islander says something that will loves about jesse and then at the very end will's like i love you and all of the things that he loved about jesse were so surface level (laughs) And that's how I felt about Tom's poem too, where I was like, someone that you're dating writing a poem for you is romantic. But if someone that I was dating wrote a poem for me after like several weeks of dating and they just cheated on me and they're trying to get me back and the like most they can say about what they like about me is like, you're so beautiful and you make me feel good. I'm sorry, what? Like you've been dating me for several weeks now and the most that you can say about me is that I'm beautiful and I make you feel good. Like do you, what do you like about me specifically beyond my outward appearance and what I can do for you? What specifically do you like about me? And that's what I felt like saying to both Tom and Will while they were doing their whatever the fuck they were doing because it just felt so vague. Like their professions of love were not profound in any way. Which, whatever, I get that it's Love Island, but, like, you bitches are unimpressive. What the fuck? You've been dating this woman for several weeks, and all you can say is, like, she's beautiful and makes me feel good. That's not romantic to me. Like, whatever. (laughs) Lana and Ron end up going to the hideaway. Kai and Olivia continue arguing and fighting with each other honestly i don't know why they keep going at each other i don't know why kai is like so mad at olivia i mean they're both really mad at each other i don't understand where it came from though like it it, was it just that you both came back coupled up like shouldn't you be sort of working on moving past that by now like where is like the hatred for the other person coming from and kai seems dead set on being like olivia's a bad person i hate her And Olivia seems like she's trying to like resolve things. She clearly wants an apology that Kai's not going to give, which I don't know if I blame him because she did the same exact thing. But I'm also like, why do you two hate each other? Like, actually. Is it? But you both did the same thing. It's like, is it just that you came back coupled up with another person? That's why you hate each other for the same thing that you did to them. Like, it just feels like, shouldn't it cancel out? Like, why are you actually mad at each other? 
without saying the same thing that you did to them or and without being like they're fake for why they're fake for doing the same thing that you did are you fake like i just don't really understand why they're so why they're still going at each other's throats a few days later just feels like maybe you should have realized that you did the same thing to each other by now question mark send circle send (laughs) then we're at the end of the day tanya ends up going downstairs to kiss Shaq before going back up into bed with martin and i think that's so fucking shady and gross like yeah she's playing martin at this point and she was so rude to him today so the fact that she went downstairs to kiss Shaq and then went back upstairs to sleep with martin i was like that's gross that's icky and i hate that um Kai and Sanam go on a date. He's so boring. (laughs) Sanam is beautiful. I don't know why she likes Kai. That man is literally, he's like speaking to a brick. I feel like his time to go is coming. I don't think he's going to last much longer. Um, Tanya ends up ending it with Martin the next day. Says she's been giving Martin 100% and has been ignoring Shaq the last few days, which is clearly bullshit. And Martin immediately calls her on it. Martin calls Tanya out for being a liar and a gaslighter. And then Tanya is rude as fuck to him and calls him bitter, which is so fucking stupid that like to have the reaction of like, he rightfully feels like you have been lying to him for the last few days and that you have been like totally non-communicative about what you were feeling to the point where he feels like, well, this is fucked up. Why'd you even bring me back? He expresses that. And your reaction is to be like, well, you're just bitter. If I was Martin, I would have lost it. And then she says that you're a grown man. Act your age. Says that to him as if she's not the most immature person in the entire villa. And again, nobody is calling any of this out. Nobody is like, I felt like they weren't really that supportive of Martin in that situation, which I didn't understand because I don't think he did anything wrong. Not me being a man defender. Don't make me do this. Like why, why Tanya, look at what you're doing to me. I'm defending a man because of you. Tanya and Shaq end up sleeping on the day beds. Olivia tells Tanya that she needs to apologize to Martin. And then uh, Tanya's like, maybe I'll do it. And then she ends up doing it. When she apologizes, Martin continues to call her out and she continues behaving the same exact way. Well, I didn't know what I felt, so I couldn't have done it sooner. Like I wasn't lying to you. I just didn't know, which is bullshit because literally the day before she said to, I think it was Olivia and some other people that she wasn't physically attracted to Martin and she'd been ignoring him all week and was talking in the confessionals as well about how annoying he was. So I was like, clearly you did know and you were just a coward. You were too much of a coward to just break things off. You needed to wait till the drama boiled up and you could push it back on him so you can keep playing the victim. I'm over it. I can see straight through it. Then there is a compatibility challenge Claudia gets mad because Casey picked Lana for who he would couple up with if Claudia wasn't in the villa, which I don't know. I guess it's fair, but also it's like, that seems like what the obvious answer would be since he tried to go for Lana before Claudia was in the villa. 
Um, Jesse starts doubting Will because none of the boys said that they were the most compatible couple dis- uh, besides Martin. And Martin was the only one besides Maxwell that wasn't in the villa during Casa more. So um, she was like, well, before Casa, like all the boys would have said that Will and Jesse were the most compatible couple. The same way all the girls said that Will and Jesse were the most compatible couple because they didn't see what happened in Casa. So the fact that all of the boys have now like switched their opinions to saying that someone else is the most compatible made Jesse be like, Hmm, like what, what else did they see in Casa? Like, what do they know about you? That's making them say that we're not compatible anymore. Um, Olivia, confronts kai again which i don't really understand why she's continuing to have the same conversation with kai over and over again she's not going to get the apology that she wants nothing's going to happen there it's just going to keep going around in circles and maxwell basically says that to her and is like what are you trying to get out of continuing to go at him and he's just trying to understand what she's feeling and what her objective is there and she gets upset with him and is like well clearly you don't get it Anyways, they they pretty quickly make up after that. But I thought that was like, why? Why is this happening? After that, we make it to movie night. And when movie night is announced, Will goes, perfect, exactly what I need. And then Shaq looks at Tanya and is like, is there anything you want to tell me? And she says, no. <sighs> but vibes, there probably is something you'd like to tell him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. quick kisses for mango okay movie night is starting they play the kip they they start off playing the clip of casey that i hated when he was up on the terrace pretending to smack the girl's butts that i talked about they play that clip um they also play the clip of casey telling will to explore his options the casey and sanam kiss and the other kiss um where the girl was straddling Casey. I forget what her name was. One of the cast of girls. While the Casey clips are playing, the boys are laughing and Jesse immediately shouts like, why are you, why are you fucking laughing? It's not fucking funny dickheads. And I was like, slay Jesse, yell at them. And also there was a clip of, it looks like Casey's inviting the girl into his bed in defense of Casey. He wasn't the one that initiated that. The clip did make it look like he was the one that did it, but she is the one that asked to sleep in his bed. But then obviously because the clip is edited to make it look like Casey invited her first, Claudia starts getting mad at Casey saying that like he lied and then he keeps going on being like, I have nothing to be sorry about. I, I I told you everything. Like what I said was the truth. And meanwhile, Claudia is like, well, I just saw it. I just saw, they just played the fucking clip of you inviting her into your bed. And then Jesse's like starts shouting, stop defending yourself and say fucking sorry. And then Will tells Jesse to stay out of it, which I think is wild. You can just shut the fuck up. Will you're next. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Bimes. 
Then next montage they play is of Tanya's cheating, obviously showing the real fucking kiss that was a full on kiss make out, not a quick peck like she made it out to be to literally everyone else. So naturally everyone's like, (gasps) including Shaq, obviously, because she made it out to seem like it was such a small little quick kiss that he initiated. Martin initiated it. She didn't do it. And now it's playing on the big screen for everyone to see. You cannot get away with this any longer, babes. We've got you red-handed. And we knew it was going to happen. But in response to this, instead of just owning up and being like, yeah, you know what? I fucked up and I lied. Tanya continues to gaslight him and say, I never said it was a peck. I said it was a quick kiss. And she goes, babe, it was exactly what I said it was. No, it literally fucking wasn't. (laughs) You lied. You lied. Oh my God. You fucking lied. I felt like I was being gaslit. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's what you said. That is not what you said. Even last week in the podcast when we were going through this, I, I said in the podcast that she lied and she told everyone else that it was a quick kiss when it was not a quick kiss. I wouldn't have written that in my notes if it was a lie. You cannot gaslight me, Tanya. I know what you did and I know what you said. And I literally, I wrote in my note, I wrote in my notes, Shaq, don't let her gaslight you. And Shaq, in response to seeing all this, is like, how are you literally getting defensive right now? Like, how in the face of this clip playing are you still getting defensive instead of just fucking apologizing and saying that you are wrong? (laughs) Shaq, get out. Get out of there. This is so fucking toxic. And Shaq is like, just straight up, she's in the wrong And the girls look like they don't know how to react because they definitely all know that she's in the wrong too. And they're like trying to tread lightly, I guess, to like preserve their friendship with Tanya while also clearly being like, yikes. Because I think that like if anyone's able to see that Will and Tom are in the wrong, you can definitely see why Tanya's in the wrong too. I just wish somebody would fucking call her out. And then Shaq is like, you're so quick to jump on the bandwagon for everyone else, but you're not looking inwards at yourself. And then she, in response, is like, what the fuck else do you want me to tell you? Getting mad at him, which is like such an insane response to your partner for being upset about cheating. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't fucking believe it. Then there is a video of Ron that shows him talking basically shit about Olivia and Sammy and encouraging the boys to recouple. Olivia ends up crying because Ron said that she couldn't get Tom and that's why she moved to Kai. And so she's literally crying at the table. And Martin starts laughing at that. And Tanya says, what's funny? And there's like a little tiff that happens there. Ron says that he's not sorry for saying what he said to the boys. He like whispers that, but says that he will say sorry for Lana's sake because Olivia is Lana's closest friend in the villa, which is, I just feel like if you're not sorry, you shouldn't apologize. (laughs) Like don't enough with the fake apologies. I don't think that helps in this scenario, but what do I know? Ronald. Um, Then they show a video of Shaq and Zara from like week one, which I thought was so weird and unfair. And it was a video of Zara coming on to Shaq and Shaq being like, 
yeah, I'm open to it because at this point it literally was week one. Remember we talked about this. I brought that up when it happened. So the fact that they were going to play that clip because that was literally all the only thing they had on Shaq was that one conversation with Zara from like week fucking one. And Tanya's sitting there like being mad about it. And it's like, ugh. I thought that was like such an unfair clip to play because it just gives Tanya like more of an opportunity to continue playing the victim and be like, well, look, even though that's like not even close to the equivalent of what she has done and is continuing to do. Then we reach the video of Will cheating, the video of the kiss, him shouting player after he does the kiss. And then there's another clip, which I didn't talk about because I guess I didn't think too deeply about this when I saw it. But there's a clip of them laying in bed together, Will and that other girl from Casa, who I also am forgetting the name of, where there's like some movement under the covers and he just goes, that is naughty. And it kind of looks like she's touching his penis. Like, that's what it looks like when they're playing the video back. I didn't notice that last week. (laughs) So... When I first watched the clip, I think I just thought that they were, like, getting, like, cuddly and, like, I thought that, I think when I first watched the clip, I just thought that, like, she was trying to, like, be cuddly with him and he was like, oh, that is naughty as in, like, you're trying to tempt me and that's naughty. I didn't take it as, like, oh, she, like, grabbed his dick and that's naughty but the way they edited it together for movie night made it look like it was like a dick grab which I don't think that it was just because the fur I would have noticed that I would have picked up on that the first time if that was the situation but I don't think that it was and then everyone's going back and forth on like did it happen or did it not Some people are like, well, that's what it looked like. And other people are like, no, that's not what it looked like. So I don't think that anyone really knows. (laughs) And then there's a video of Max that essentially shows nothing. A video of Sammy that essentially shows nothing. The video of Tom cheating, cuddling, and kissing in bed. Sammy is shocked because she feels like uh, Tom has continued to downplay what exactly happened. And then movie night is over. Yeesh. Then Tanya is with the girls. They're debriefing after movie night. And she goes, I know I didn't do anything wrong in my clip. And I'm like, does she not feel fucking weird saying that in front of girls that are in couples with boys who did the same exact thing that she did? Like, does she not feel a little fucking self-conscious being like, I did nothing wrong in front of women that are upset about the same thing that she did to Shaq? Like, self-awareness on the floor, mama. What the fuck is going on? And then the men are over on the other side of the villa being like, the women are in each other's ears about it. They're speaking to each other and making it worse, which I just think is such a fucking vile and evil take. You think that women confiding in each other and hyping each other up is making it worse for you? Yeah, you're probably right that it is because it means that they are seeking support in their friends and probably gaining a higher self-worth because of it. So they might leave your fucking ass and it would be your fault, not the fault of their fucking women friends being supportive 
and they're for the girlies. I hated that comment. And that comment's been made before this season too of being like, they're making it worse by talking to each other. Like, um, no, you fucked up. You're, you are your own problem here. Nobody else. Let's be clear about this. Sammy and Tom talk again. She's pissed because she feels like he didn't tell her the full truth. She says she doesn't know if it's over or not. Tom starts crying. Good. (laughs) Um, Shaq is crying as well, which I feel so bad for him because I know the King title with Shaq has been redacted and reinstated many times. I'm reinstating the King title. I really like Shaq. I think he's a good guy and I hate that this is the position that he's in right now and that he's with someone that is like so toxic. Uh. Ron is talking to Lana saying that he doesn't really like Olivia and thinks she's fake. Doesn't like the way that she moves. Ron tries to patch things up with Olivia and she's basically totally uninterested in it and says that she'd never speak like that about any of her friends behind her back, but, like, she kind of does all the time, so I thought that was interesting. Then Tanya was like, tonight was so, like, old Shaq, and I don't like that Shaq, which is so fucking nasty, how she continues to try to turn this around and blame Shaq for any of this. Like, I just have such an issue with, like, her behaving the way that she did, Shaq reacting accordingly, and then her being like, ew, this is old Shaq when he's getting emotional. I'm like, that's, like, some man shit to do to a woman. What are you doing, Tanya? (laughs) I fucking hate it. So, anyways, Shaq and Tanya fucking kiss and make up, which, at this point, I'm ready to send them both out the villa because I cannot stand seeing this dynamic on my screen for one more second it is so toxic it is so awful I can't watch it I just want them out I want them out because they're going to continue kissing and making up when they just should not be together this is not working I hate it then we have two new islanders enter the villa Keenan and Rosie Rosie takes Casey and Kai on a date. Keenan takes Sammy and Jesse. Claudia is upset that Casey is going to explore things with Rosie, which I think is fair. There immediately ends up being a recoupling where the new boy picks Claudia and the new girl ends up picking Casey. Every other couple remains the same. And then Martin is dumped from the island. And that is the end of week six of Love Island. So we've got lots of couples falling apart right now, but I feel like pretty much all of them are going to be fine. They're going to just kiss and make up and they'll have a rough couple days and it'll be whatever. I think that anyways, that's where we're at for right now. I had my Islanders in fantasy were Tom and Olivia last week. They actually got me a good amount of points this week. I've got Ron and Sammy, which I'm feeling good about i've watched one episode of the the week so far and i got a good amount of points so feeling good about this week we'll see how it goes so that's it for today's episode hope you guys have a wonderful wednesday and i hope that i have a great birthday week Don't you forget it. My birthday's on Sunday, March 5th, baby. My 26th birthday. (laughs) So with that, the episode is over. I love you guys so much, and I will see you next week. Bye.